Fatherhood has been around since the beginning of man, and one of the most common things for a new dad to say is, I'm going to be an even better father to my child than my dad was to me. I'm going to be an even better father to my child than my dad was to me. And one would think after all these centuries of dads making this promise beside the bed of their spouse, gazing upon the face of their newborn child for the first time, that by now we'd have it down. Everything would be solved. I remember my dad saying that one of the things he asked my mom to promise him was when they were about to be married, was that if they ever had an argument, that they would not yell at each other where the kids could hear. I guess grandma and grandpa would have loud fights, and though most of the time things were great, when they fought, they really fought, and they fought loudly. And he said, those were terrible nights. So I don't want that for our children. So I can say I never heard my parents yell at each other at all when, as I was growing up, except perhaps something like, oh, Bill, you know, as in, oh, Bill, you are not going to wear those pants out of this house. And my dad answering, what? What's wrong with them? So dad overcame this tendency from his past experience of fatherhood. That's cool. One he didn't quite overcome was being able to tell his kids that he loves them. He, he showed it, or at least he tried to in different ways, but he was not that guy to say, I love you. Hugs had to be bone-crushing competitions. Compliments were a little backhanded, like, wow, you are almost as good as I am at that. And uh, emotions were often erased in the air, such as in, wow, Dad, that was great of you. One time he tried, and he tried really, really hard. We were out cross-country skiing together, and for some odd reason, he was drinking a lot of beer that day, which was out of character for him. And we're going along, and we come to this bridge, and he stops and tells me to stop for a moment, grab some things out of his backpack. And you never, this was amazing in and of itself, because when you were with my dad, you did not stop. You did not stay. You just kept going and going and going and going. So we stopped on this bridge. And my dad says, remember that sitcom we were watching last night? Yeah. Remember how the dad wanted to tell the son something, but he couldn't do it? I said, yeah. By the way, it was, I love you. And he says, and remember they were going to have a signal. And whenever the dad did that signal, that meant that. Okay. He says, this is going to be our signal. And he leaned over on the bridge and said, okay, dad, that'll be our signal. So dads may not be perfect, and I hope yours found a way to let you know that he loves you. By the way, I love you guys. And I can assure you this. You do have a father that loves you. You have a heavenly father who loves you and wishes for you everything. We talk about how much he loves us in that he sent us his only son that we call to mind today on this feast of Corpus Christi. A father who wants you to come home so badly that he sent his most precious thing 
his son into to the dangers of the world to lead you home. And we know he was born in the world, but you know what? I didn't get to see Jesus. I didn't get to touch him. Mary did. Peter did. Martha did. Joseph did. Even Punctious Pilate did, for that matter. But I didn't. It's kind of like coming here to St. Sebastian. My mother would have loved this parish. This would have been like her ideal parish. It would have suited her perfectly. Unfortunately, she passed away shortly before I came here. And people like to say to me, you know what, she's loving the parish from heaven. And I know that's true, but what I really wanted to experience, and I will admit this is selfish, I wanted to experience my mother experiencing this parish. And in a way, don't you kind of feel the same way about Jesus? He was here 2,000 years ago. He was here to save us. But the selfish part of me thinks, but I wanted to spend time with him. I wanted to sit at his feet and listen to him. And I wanted to touch him and be cured by him. And our Heavenly Father knows this. And Jesus is here with us today. Not in just like a nice thought like my mother is, but really and substantially. Look how he wishes to point this out today. Jesus said to the crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I, I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. And after he says that, it says, the Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Right? This is, this is mind-blowing things, because... He's not talking symbolically. He's talking literally. And that's why they're upset. They're not upset because they're misunderstanding Jesus. They're, un they're upset because they understand Jesus. And this is kind of, well, to be completely fair, gross. He is going to give us his blood to drink. He tells us we must eat his flesh. And, you know, Jesus doesn't back off. He doesn't go, well, you have to understand. No, he pushes them more deeply into the mystery and saying, this is exactly what I mean. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food. And my blood is to drink, true drink. This section in John 6, where we have the bread of life discourse, which this is only a small part of, there is no other teaching in all of Scripture that is so emphasized as I am, my flesh is true food and my blood is to drink, and you must eat my body and you must drink my blood. There is no other teaching that is, is, is pointed out as hard as this. So he goes on, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father, our Father, sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. He's giving us the life that, we, that he gets from the Father. So this is the great gift we have of our Father, the gift of His Son, Jesus. 
If you want to hear Jesus like they did 2,000 years ago, he is proclaimed in the gospel, which Deacon Terry did today. That's why we stand in respect to hear Jesus speaking to us in his own words. If you want to spend time with him as Mary and Peter did, he's here in the tabernacle. The church is unlocked most days. And on Tuesdays, we have adoration where he is out on our altar and you can come and spend time with him. Do you want to touch him? Come to Mass. Receive him and bring him into your body. Body and blood, soul and divinity, he will place himself completely vulnerably in your care. I think if we knew the full scope of what we are experiencing here today in Jesus, I don't know if we could handle this great mystery. So at this Mass, thank our Heavenly Father for the divine and loving gift of his Son. And also, as a nation, we call to mind our dads today as they strive to imitate the example of our Heavenly Father in their love of their sons and daughters. And so let us pray for our fathers, our father figures, our mentors, those who are still with us, and those who have gone before us. If you'd join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God, our Father, you govern and protect your people and shepherd them with the Father's love. You place a father in a family as a sign of your love, care, and constant protection. May fathers, father figures, and mentors be faithful to the example shown in the scriptures, steadfast in love, forgiving transgressions, sustaining the family, caring for those in need. Give your wisdom to them that they too may encourage and guide. Keep them healthy so that they may support a family. Guide every father with the spirit of your love that they may grow in holiness and draw their family ever close to you, those who are with us and those who have passed. We make this prayer on the feast of Corpus Christi, the day on which you, Father, gave us the perfect gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.